I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to this week's Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5. He's Tom Painter. I'm John Denman. Behind me is DJ Muskratch, the producer. And we are hanging out in Tomball for this week's show. At the brand new, nice and fancy, man. This is a... This is one, we're, we're, we're doing this during the day, which usually isn't our MO, but I'm glad we did because it's a beautiful day. A beautiful this property day. is fantastic. Yeah. It's <laughs> what, like the glimpse of what it's probably like on a Saturday, except for add like a thousand more people. <laughs> Sitting underneath a bunch of pine trees outside, uh, really good looking tap room. We're at Paradigm, and our guest is Chris Jurgen. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us out. But yeah, no, this really is a pretty kick-ass piece of property you guys got up here. John's Thank got you. the John's got the best view in the house. Just I'm just looking. I'm just staring outside. I'm it's, gonna it's just, just. It's just green space and yeah. trees, and there's like disc golf out there. Uh, it's just fun, man. I like it. Yeah. Well, welcome. Glad to have <laughs> you guys out. Yeah, appreciate it. Now, that's what uh, a lot of people talked about. You know, they came this last weekend. There's like, man, you know, it's just really cool place. Really, really good looking inside, tap room and all that. But the outside's really nice. And until you really come out here and see it, it's just, it's very unique for uh, a tap room around in this area. Yeah. So, you know, when we, we started this project like two years ago and um, when we met with the city of Tomball and, and told them what we wanted to do, um, they told us about this site. And we're really interested in us coming out here. And we came out and took a look at it. And it just, we fell in love with it instantly. It really fit our vision. You know, we wanted a place that's family friendly. People can come, you know, folks can have a beer. The kids can run wild. Um, they're kind of, we've kind of got the, the barrier of, of nature around us that, to keep them contained. But uh, kids can run free. And just a place where people can hang out outside and enjoy the weather, uh, enjoy family and family time and have great beers. Now, when you're coming in, off the street uh, it's kind of like a little business district so you have some other stuff was that those businesses here and then this property was just available or do they have like the, the roads already poured yeah the, the roads were here so this is the economic or the business and technology park that tomball had built um and some businesses had already been here um our neighbors you know holster and and some of the other ones jdr cable behind us uh, but this property was sitting here it's you know just under five acres all wooded we saw the value of it you know and it's sure it's a business park which means all the infrastructure was here utilities power you know extra wide road but it was wooded and when you drive in it doesn't feel like a business park right it doesn't feel industrial it still feels like you're kind of out um just off the beaten path a little bit uh, i mean it kind of is a little off the beaten path you know depending on where you're coming from which is nice right because yeah. uh when you go places uh, say you're coming from houston you kind of want a little destination spot yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's what this absolutely is. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I, I was coming from the brewery, so it was like it was like 30 minutes, you know. Sykes, 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 like no problem. The uh and I used to well, so so years ago, 
years ago, I was in between houses, and we we uh, John and I both have a buddy uh, named Steve. He's from Croatia. He's a he's a wonderful man, and he lives he lives literally a mile down the road from this brewery. And uh, I lived with him, so I knew the commute from like in and out of going from St. Arnold to here and whatever. And it's like it's not that far at all, but but the the topography of this of the city. I mean, I mean, it definitely changes. I mean, you're you're in like tall tree country. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's a I remember my grandpa, he lived, uh, they lived in, in Pinehurst, and he had a bumper sticker that said, Tomball, just a smile's drive away. <laughs> and it was just like, I had never really thought about it until I started coming up here later. It's like, Tomball is kind of nice. You know, this cool little thing is going on up here. Between all the stuff on Main Street, and uh, they're doing like around like Tejas Barbecue, and uh, you've got two other breweries yep. in the area. Tombaugh's like blowing up. Conroe, we were up at uh, Foss. You were. I was up at Foss. I missed that one. Guys. Tom missed that one. Thank uh, you. Kind of same thing, you know, <laughs> going on in Conroe. Just, just all, I guess it's, it's pretty much all this area as people moving, moving to Texas, but blowing up like crazy in that little downtown part of Conroe. I was like, man, I'm, you know, we come get a hotel and hang out there for one weekend. It'd be fun. A lot of things to do. This whole, this whole corridor, though, this is like paradigm just seems like seems like the apex of where this whole kind of northwest corridor of Houston's going because between like 11 below, 11 below and Whitmire's and yeah. yeah I mean just like and like you know Fortress and, and Misfit and mm-hmm. like this whole area is just boom 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 yep yeah Fire Ant sitting right downtown Tom yep Ball. right downtown yep uh, I mean you're in Fox oh. yep just right down the street from here not too far I mean someone someone can easily make a weekend like like out of this or, or or one killer Saturday, like like just like like brewery hopping in this area, it's just wild. right up and down two forty nine. Yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah, you can have enough. <laughs> Depending on how far you want to go, I mean, I guess you could go all the way up to Lone Pine. Yeah, out in Magnolia. Out yeah, in Magnolia. So what was the what was the impetus to start your own to start Paradigm? Always, where did all this come from? <sighs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's 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 been one of the things that I've wanted to do for for years and years. Um, I'm going on 11 years in the brewing industry. Um, after I graduated from UC Davis, uh, the Master Brewers program, and um, it's always been a, a dream of mine and, and my wife as well. That's actually where I met my wife. Um, she was in the Brewers program as well. Uh, but you know, I, I, I spent some time in different breweries uh, around the state. You know, some much bigger, uh, some that were smaller that grew into bigger breweries. Uh, but it was always kind of part of the end game. And then, you know, as I spent time in the industry, I met my partners, you know, Josh and Craig, uh, who are also in the industry. You know, we just we started talking one day and just, you know, we felt like our visions of what we each wanted were very similar and were aligned. And we said, you know, we're at that point in our lives where if we don't do it now, we're going to miss our chance. And it's it's one of those you know leaps of faith you take right you you talk to your you talk to your family about it and you you pray about it and you do those things and you say you know yep it's it's the right time and we know it's going to work and and that's what we did. It's definitely a leap of faith, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and especially when you put the dollar amount behind it, uh, what it's going to take to to create something like this. And it's like, but guys, trust me, <laughs> it's going to be great. I think I think uh, launching a brewery out in Tomball too is it's probably uh, it's a good area for it because also people over here will they, 
like where and no label and Katie, well, Katie to Texas is very supportive. It, supportive. It's like this is our brewery. We'll yeah. defend it. You know, um, yeah. and I, because everyone's looking for a brewery to call to call theirs, and especially out here in the burbs. The, uh, yeah, it's true, and that's where it was kind of for a while there. You saw everybody wanted to put breweries like when all the boom started, yeah, you know, ten years ago. Yeah, everybody needed to be like wanted to be downtown, you know, inner city, yep. in all these areas, and just totally forgot about the suburbs. And then lately. It's been like the plight, you know. Everybody's like, the suburbs is where, yeah. I think that's probably the best place I mean, to put them because yeah. if you see see how things go, uh, like you're talking about the support, uh, you, you, like down in Pearland, you have Valensons and Bagfish, and they're just I, they're very supportive. The community is very supportive of those breweries, and they're all, they're also on two different ends of Pearland and two different <laughs> ends of Pearland, yeah, yeah, which helps. Well, and, and, and so right when we started on the journey, that's we kind of took the map of Greater Houston area and we said, okay, we can't we can't really be in the loop, right? There's it's so saturated. And we we, we took a step back. It's getting more saturated all the time. <laughs> yeah, but just in certain areas, <laughs> right? And and so we started looking, and, and, and Tomball kind of had this, you know, yeah, we've got Fire Ant, which is a great little brew pub in downtown, um, and you know we've got. Um, bearded fox up the road but um you know tomball just it felt like a place that needed a, another brewery that you know it, this was our vision is to have a restaurant and a tap room and, and to be in distribution and do something a little bit bigger um and then me i grew up here you know i'm a product of tomball graduated from tomball high school so it was for me it was coming home um to a community that that gave me so much and and so we were definitely it was just a home run you know sit down with the city city you know was super supportive from a from a zoning from a you know permitting and, and everything else that we wanted to do so and also just to get that support from the city makes things a whole lot easier i would imagine yes yeah i i think that you know we talked about the timeline you know breaking ground in february doors open you know first of december i i don't know that that could have happened in the city of houston i, I would say it, it couldn't i have would happened say in the it city absolutely of houston. probably could not yeah. <laughs> or would not yeah, from all the nightmare stories uh, heard from the breweries opening up down there, mm-hmm. between one inspector to the next, requiring yep, something absolutely. completely different. Yeah, and then in the time of COVID, right? If you can even get somebody out, you know, exactly. it's, that's a whole nother, a whole nother issue. So that's really cool, though. That, that is fast, yeah. very impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually, you know, the city kind of being your partner in a lot of ways, like 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 has to help. Yes, yeah, yeah, because then there's probably a lot better communication with the city, and like before, like in planning, instead of planning and then turning into the city, and they go, nope, that's not going to work, you actually sit down with them and, and plot it out, and they're like, yeah, this, if you do this, you'll be fine. Absolutely, right, it's the same folks that are in planning that are also coming out and doing inspecting, right, it's, yeah. it's, it's you're talking to the same handful of people, they're, they've been on on board from day one and they know what we're trying and they're to just do. waiting to, to come in and drink a beer oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they're yeah. like hurry up guys yeah <laughs> tell your contractors to work faster yeah we we love it we i loved it you know during equipment install we'd have the inspector you know the electrical guys come out our plumbing guys and they were just you know so intrigued you know what do these tanks do and what is this going to do and when are you going to have beer ready for us and uh shout out to our folks you know over there they're they're big disc golf guys too so they they were really the ones that helped motivate us to put the the disc golf course in the out in the back so yeah well, actually it's great little spot for it uh, i mean not for me personally because i <laughs> will be over the fence and there's not a car around but i'd probably still hit one <laughs> yeah it's, but yeah it's a it's a nice little piece of property you got a stage over there yeah we're um it's it's up the foundation of a stage is there 
Um, so we look to have live music here sometime uh, early next year. That'd be good. Yeah, like no label. I mean, they, they do live music pretty much every day. Just every every Friday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, Friday, Saturdays, and then some Thursdays, some Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends. But I, I'm really intrigued on in just how the because this is where it starts, right? Like, but then like this tap room is slowly going, especially that outside area. <coughs> yeah, it's ripe for changes, changes, changes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right now, it's like, all right, guys, we're ready. We're making beer. Let's get. It. And then like a year from now, it'll be. There's no telling what's going to oh, be going on outside. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be like string lights. <laughs> like string light, you know, tree, tree houses. I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, that's the thing with having lots of space. you got to mm. fill it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. Look at uh, what happened to Spindle Tap over the last year during COVID. And now there's pickleball courts. It's just like... Saw the uh, Brody some of those pictures yesterday. Golf yeah, it was like pickleball, man. It's hot, man. Pickleball is super hot. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's like the first time I saw pickleball, the people were like 80 years old, and I'm like, man, that's actually my kind of sport. <laughs> you know, they're out there doing it. I want to go play some pickleball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. Pretty excited to see how the, all this like shapes up. So like you guys are but you guys are in stores now, right? We are. Yes. So 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 what's the what's the game plan? What's the model here for you guys? Uh so the model is to start super local. Um so you know, we're in um we're in uh I think 17 HEBs right now. Um all pretty close to the brewery. Um most of the the accounts, you know, on-premise accounts, bars and restaurants we're in are pretty close you know mile wise to the to the brewery and we we want to be the you know we want to be the local brewery our plan is not to try to be you know all over houston in the first three months that's just that's not our model right we want to take care of our accounts that are close to us and um you know make sure that we're serving great beer and we're doing all those things right and then we're going to let the growth happen you know organically okay and so the t- and the tap room just opened tap room just opened so we opened last week wednesday um, for lunch and dinner, and uh, currently we're open Wednesday through Sundays, and uh, yeah, Saturday was our first kind of you know our first Saturday, our first weekend. Uh, we had a cool little event, meet Santa. So we had Santa Claus out here for the kids, and it was um, it was killer. It, we were we were busy. Um, the rain, you know, kind of. I think you know we would have preferred to let people run around in the yard a little bit more, but you know the rain rain is what it is. But yeah, we had a really great event Saturday. From what I heard, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was really really busy, but good. Like, it was it was a really good time, but a lot of people showed up. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, founders party that will be coming down the pipe. Hopefully, <laughs> it'll be here soon. It'll be here soon. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about it last week uh, during the, after the show, and you're like, hey, so you're like, let's go to Paradigm tomorrow. And that would, that would have been Wednesday, and then I couldn't go, so I mean, it's just. For the little first little soft opening, yeah, we've been trying to get ourselves out of here. Mm-hmm. The uh, so I know the the best way to make sure that we get out here is let's do a radio show there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come out, <laughs> drink some beers, hang out. Then we can you know focus on it and actually sit around and talk to you guys. You know, yeah, and just absolutely. get to know you a little better. Yeah, the uh, yeah, well, <laughs> break. <laughs> Yeah, let's take a break. Matter of fact, uh, we are at Paradigm talking to Chris Jurgen. This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. We're going to get some more beers. We'll be right back.
Weekends are a great time to check out Megaton Brewing in Kingwood. Jared, Chris, and the gang have created a badass place to kick back and enjoy a few beers. Big stouts, approachable sours, and plenty of hoppy brews are on tap at Megaton. Lots of space to hold your birthday party, corporate outing, or any event in one of the most unique tap rooms in the Houston area. Check them out on social media for their concert and event schedule. Megaton Brewery. Hope to see everyone at the vault. You may have noticed there have been quite a few changes at No Label, and they are steadily pumping out tasty brews. With their new head brewer trailer bringing in his West Coast brewing skills, taps have been flowing with lots of hoppy deliciousness like Cali Boy West Coast IPA. I'm real excited about what they're doing on the West Side. Top room is open seven days a week, very family and dog friendly. Make the short trip to Katie and see what is happening at No Label. Follow them on social media for events and beer releases. No Label Brewing Company. Key Tea Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. Key Tea Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KeyTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KeyTWellness.com. Drink of Ages Radio, ESPN 97.5, John Dittman, Tom Painter, DJ Muscratch, and our guest Chris Jurgen from Paradigm Brewing. And that's where we are right now, hanging out at Paradigm, having some pints, and uh, yeah, man, it's, let's talk about the beer for a minute, because sure. going over the, the, the first beer that I had when I got here was a Pilsner, because you said that was your favorite, so I'm like, all right, let me try that one, and really good Pilsner. Very light, you know, what a Pilsner is supposed to be. Nothing crazy. Just just a good, easy, drinking, nice Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Um, put a lot of time and, and thought into that beer. And kind of through development, I probably went through 15 to 18 different batches just trying to get the base malt, you know, figured out of what we wanted to do, what was going to work with our water chemistry here, um, what was going to give us the mouthfeel and the, and the texture that we wanted. And then – you know, I tried to be as unique and, and unique, but still very um, representation of the style if you're in Bavaria, right? If you're in Munich and you're having a Pilsner, I feel like this is what you'd be drinking. And I was I was in Germany a few years ago uh, down near the, the German uh, Salzburg area uh, border and hanging out with a German brewer and we were talking about, you know, lager beers and Pilsners and Hellas's and things like that. And one thing that he told me, you know, we're talking about lagers being low and slow, you know, low, low temperature, slow fermentations. And he told me, he said, look, you should be able to drink 10 liters of my beer and wake up tomorrow and not be hungover and feel like a million bucks. And if you can do that, then I did my job. And so I said, okay, challenge accepted. Tom, you know, <laughs> these are uh, pint but, glasses. Do yeah, we have yeah, yeah. glasses? But, but, but yes. 10, or 12, 10 or 12 liters later, and I woke up the next day, and I felt like a million bucks. And I said, okay, these guys are on to something, right? right, this, right. Is, this is what lager fermentation is all about. And so I really took that philosophy. You know, this is a five, six, seven-week beer um, that we give it its, its, its time to do its thing. And um, I love it. You know, we use all German hops on this guy, and, and I'm really, really proud of how this beer turned out. Yeah, this really, man, it's really, it's definitely probably could have a, 
I don't know. I'm not going to say 10 liters, but it's worth a try. Yeah. It's definitely that all-day beer that you're looking for, especially hanging out in a tavern like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is fun. So when you were down in Germany, was it just, just vacation or just kind of more brewery education? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I've spent some time down, that personal time down there in um, on vacation. I've um, gone over there for other, you know, work trips for hop selection um, things like that, and it's it's really just whether you're in Germany or wherever, right? Exposing yourself into the culture and, and trying those beers, and and you know even even being in I'll say this being in Cologne, right? And how they drink Kolsch beers, right? They pour you the little you know two or three ounce you know glass, and you drink it because they want to you know drink it cold and yes, fresh, yeah. and like understanding what they put into the beers and how they serve them is is inspiring, and I think we miss that mark here in the states. You know, we pour the beer in the same, you know, V-shaped glass, and mm-hmm. the glass is really not clean, and half the time it comes out of a freezer, and it's just, you know, it really breaks my heart. And uh, another uh, another great story about drinking beer in Germany, right? So I'm in this little pub. We're in, like, we're a, an hour north of Munich. We're in this town, like, little podunk town. It's nothing but farms around us. There's one little tavern. Uh, all they serve is Augustiner beers. And, there, like, 20 of us roll in there, and we were, like, 20 beers, you know? And the guy takes the time, he, he pours your beer about two-thirds full, and he lets it sit, and he pours the next one, and the next one, and he comes back, and he tops it off, and he puts just the perfect amount of foam and head on top. And I wanted to hug that guy. Yeah. Say, Man, as a brewer, we put so much time and effort and energy into making these great beers and making things like foam and clarity. And, and here we have a, a bartender or a pub owner who understands that and, and honors that. And I feel like we've lost that sometimes oh, in the new world. No, we absolutely lost it. When you go to a bar and you order a beer that you know what it's supposed to taste like and they serve it to you in a dirty frosted mug and it tastes nothing like the yes. beer that it's supposed to taste like. Yes. It's, it's like man, that is not a good representation. It's yeah. like ruining this brewery. Like yes. somebody drinks it, and they're like, "Oh, this beer is no good." It's like, no, that beer is excellent. Yeah, your that, place. I, sucks. I, I don't know how many times I've been served a beer in a, in a frosted mug, right? And it's I didn't have the chance to stop them, so I drink it, and I'm like, "Hey, I'll have it again, but please pour it in the same glass." And they look at me like I'm the asshole. Yeah, and it's like you know. Hey man, like I don't want this in this frozen mug. I want to experience the beer and you know know what's good. <laughs> you're nulling yeah. the flavor. What do you mean you want it the same? What kind of you know? Hey, go savage. back to your hole. <laughs> yeah, We're frosting the these same mugs glass. for you. Yeah. They're ice cold. They're negative thirty two degrees. <laughs> they still have like all the whatever. I don't know. I'm kind of questionable on this whole new dishwasher stuff. Anyways, that like no spots and everything. So I always rinse my cups out at home even before I drink out of them. It's like how. I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. Different well, story. I'll say that. That's one thing, you know, for the customer experience here that, that we were very adamant in the design phase is we have a dishwasher here behind the bar. We have one in the kitchen, right? Food goes to the kitchen. Glassware never leaves the bar area. It goes to the bar. It's washed. It'll never inter- interface with a dirty plate, a greasy plate. Like, we, we – we try to take that that level of quality so that you can experience this beer at its best and the best glassware, um, clean tap lines. The beer is as fresh as it can be. Yeah, we were at a place in Humble, of all places, and uh, very kind of big place, and ordered a beer, drank it, passed it around the table. Everybody was like, "Nope, that cannot be that beer." I'm like, "All right, is that the beer?" And they're like, "Yes." I was like, "This is yeah, that's the beer you ordered." Are you sure? Can I just go look at this keg to make sure? And it was. And it's just like, just pull that, pull that off because it's just, just your don't line, serve your this line, your anymore. Lines are filthy, yeah. sir. The uh, there are 
or or the beers, yeah, incredibly, incredibly old. Uh, there are some bars. I remember going to that in my twenties, not being a part of craft beer at all. But the, uh, just going to my twenties, and I'll be like, oh, here at this bar, blah blah blah, beers just tasted a little different. <laughs> yes. and I was like, and then, and then it's like, it's like they it it don't quite taste the same. And then like later, it's like, no, those lines are disgusting. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that, that's kind of where they're like unclean. <laughs> growing up, you know, going to Rudyard's, it was always like drink bass. When you know, when you go to Rudyard's, now they have like a bunch of beautiful beers on tap they have for a long time. But back then, you know, it was limited supply, so we go there to throw darts. And it was like drink bass, and the bass was so clean and malty and delicious. We are supposed to be, yeah. We go somewhere else, order bass. It's like tastes like bubble gum because <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to taste like that. Is that is, is that caramel flavor? That, that, that sugary sweet? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Those lines are infected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're bad. Unclean. No, that that is a problem here for sure, and it it really just goes back to. Um, it, that actually works for a lot of different things because you have all these bars that get these deals going through distributors to help them get things set up, that they're supposed to come out and clean the lines, they're supposed to take care of all this stuff, and you know it just doesn't quite work out the way that it's supposed to. Yep. Yeah. And, I'm, and again, I don't want to knock on all, our, on all of our retail partners out there because there's a lot that do it really, really well. There are a lot um, that do it really well. So I, it's not a dig on everyone that's pouring beer, but it's – there's definitely you can go into one place and have a great beer experience and go to another place and have the same same beer from a keg that was produced on the same day and have a very different experience and it's just it's disappointing as a brewer that we put so much work and effort into making great beer you know and and you do everything you can but once that beer leaves your facility and it's gone you don't have control of it anymore and it's it's heartbreaking sometimes <laughs> and then when you read that untapped review late at night for like yeah. for some guy who's like he's like like two stars this tasted like you're like no yeah or you know you make a beer that it's like hey you need to drink this now and they're like no we're just going to age it it's like no no don't age yeah, it no no, no. no. stop <laughs> aging longer give it back <laughs> give it back yeah, yeah. Th- th- those always crack me up. It's like people that are aging like a brown ale. I'm just like it's, like, it's dark. Yeah, <laughs> therefore you age it. What? No, no, no. not exactly. <laughs> no. Well, this one, the uh, Strata, Strata Pale Ale, very good. Yeah. So this beer, um, kind of a classical pale ale base, um, and you know we wanted to play around with some hops for dry hopping, so. Um, Bravo and Cascade on hot side in, in the brew house and then dry hops with Strata and some Comet hops and just gives it this really kind of refreshing new fruity citrus um, characters that that's really cool. Strata is one of those new hops, right? It's out a couple of years. Um, it's really starting to get famous and pick up some some notoriety and I, I think it's a great hop. Um, I think it's it's one of those that to me, it's not a standalone hop. I would never brew or dry hop with it by itself, but I think when you add it with certain hops, it really just actuates these these notes, and and um, it's great. It's great. I really like it. Yeah, is this something like your pale ale that you're doing different dry hops with and everything? Is that something you're going to put out on the market, or is it just pretty much tap room? Right now, it's tap room only. Um, we're just we're playing around. We're we're you know part of it is education. Part of it's you know for us experimenting with with new uh, the new crop year. You know so we can we can kind of play with these hops and see what they're doing. Um, but but you never know, right? We've gotten we've gotten some rave reviews on some of these beers that are exclusive, and it's like, well, maybe that is the next one that we put in a can and and drop out in the market. 
Uh, as a lot of breweries have done in the past, they're like, this is our core, is to put it out there like, all right, not this one anymore. It's going to be this one now. And, you know, the, the cores rotate, change. Well, the, the longer you're, well, we were just talking about this, like, the longer you're in, um, like, like you're in this business, like, you know, no labels, it's 11 years old. And it's like, unfortunately, at like 11 years on, we've cycled through a whole bunch of rounds, generations of, of here are cores here, here are cores here. And they're always like somebody's favorite beer that you have to get rid of. Well, yeah, especially here in the tap room. You know, people are going to gravitate towards. You know, why aren't you bringing that back? Blah, blah, blah. People bought the hell out of it. And it was yep. like, well, you did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen that through my career at other breweries, right? Where it's, you know, you just, it's, it's not even worth trying to keep the beer alive to, to manage it through the brewery, right? Because maybe you're managing a strain of yeast or, you know, you've got a tank capacity issue and. And so you have to make the, the make the choice to DC it, and, and you know we've we've discontinued some beers that I absolutely loved. They were like my babies, um, and then you get you get those people that are like, I can't believe you killed it! Oh my god, it's my favorite beer. And yeah. It's like, well, where were you? You know, <laughs> like you know, I need yeah. you to buy. We needed like fifty more of you, and <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe <laughs> maybe so. Uh, unfortunately, that's the that's the yeah that's what happens with some of these great beers. It's just not enough. Um, movement to keep them alive like to and i know there's folks that don't understand what happens inside the the inner workings of a brewery but you got to keep a yeast strain alive you got to dedicate a tank to it and it's um sometimes it's difficult well and every ounce of liquid in that tank has a price on it and has a value and if if it's not creating the value then it could be replaced with something that does yeah yeah it is and it's you know we're, we're we're running a business you know we have to turn a profit and uh it's it's not all about that we want to make sure the beers are good and they're right and it's what our drinkers want but at the end of the day it is a business you have to stay open yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah if it was like, like most breweries like if we made the beers that only we like to drink yeah. Well, it'd probably be a logger house, and it'd probably do very well. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it was up to it me, we'd be all loggers, you know? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be pilsners and loggers, and then it's like, all right, well, the good news is the brewery doesn't have to open for another uh, five to eight weeks because uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. they're all just going to sit there in the tank. <laughs> so you traveled a lot, yeah, beer, doing beer trips and things like that, you know, mixing the vacation and stuff. What, what would you say is your favorite destination that you've been to? that has something to do with beer? Well, I mean, I think, I think Bavaria as a whole is amazing. You know, going into Munich and really diving in, you know, you talk about loggers and someone who's done it great for a lot of years. Those guys really do a, do a great job. I would say though, my best trip, if we're, if we're kind of taking a step away from like an individual beer, just talking like the beer culture as a whole was Prague in the Czech Republic. Um, I got to spend uh, a week in Prague and actually, you know, I had an open day. I took the train over to Pilsen and uh, went to the brewery there. And it was, it was, it was absolutely amazing. The, the brewery, you know, and with the exchange rate over there, right? So I'm at Pilsner Urquil and I'm, I'm waiting for the, um, the English tour, right? I have about three hours to wait. And they're like, oh, we have our pub right over here. And I can sit over there and for about a dollar thirty, you know, I can drink a liter of their beer, <laughs> you know, so I'm about three sheets of the wind by the time I take the tour, but 
Um, that brewery is amazing. The, yeah, it, that, the, the, the catacombs that are under. Yes, the, just, yes. So so much history there. It's like you're like, how old is this thing? And like the secrets it holds. You yes, know? Like, yeah. Wow. And and then hanging out, I got to you know after the brewery tour, you know, two blocks here in the city square. Just uh, it was the weekend before Easter. It was Palm Sunday, and uh, so I got to hang out. They had you know kind of the 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 little shop set up in squares right so there's all kinds of meat and sausages and beers and wines anything you could imagine it was just a great great experience to be over there and, and do that and the drinking culture over in europe is just there's just more of it yeah uh, drinking <laughs> just more drinking <laughs> all day long right <laughs> the uh because with uh because that place is fantastic that whole, the entire brewery is like it's just it's like a labyrinth of well, and and you know they, they have a tour, but you're like, all right, give me, I'll pay more for the other tour, and then you do that, and you're like, okay, here's another hundred bucks for the other tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like tell me the secrets, like you're talking about. I, yeah, that place is amazing. The uh, another great, the pinging off of great like uh, uh, just drink, drinking places in general. If you ever can get over like the whole Dublin like area, Ireland, just like. Amazing. Everyone over there just drink, 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 drink. All, yeah. like, all the time. But no one's getting, like, drunk. I mean, they are. Well, they are. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but it's all, like, just, just handle it differently. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's genetics. <laughs> so. yeah. It's all day drinking in Prague. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah, I, I like uh, I like beer trips, man. I like traveling places and uh, seeing the beer culture in different areas. Uh, Czech Republic is definitely one high up on the list. They're one of the few places, you know, in that, that part of the world that survived all the bombings. So you still have all this beautiful architecture and bridges and yes. all this other stuff going on there. So, yeah. All right, Drink of Ages Radio, Czech Republic. That, uh, Next year. Or head over to Brussels. Let's, let's tear it up. I mean, there's, there's so much. There's so many adventures to be There's had. It's a short Europe. train ride away is all it is, right? All of Europe's a short train ride away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's pretty awesome. All right, let's take a break. Let's get some more beers. This is Drink Adventure Radio. We'll be right back. Good dog. That's my baby. My best love. 
Hey, good beer drinkers. This is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindle Tap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindle Tap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers, and stouts. Definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play, though. Nine-hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindle Tap Brewery. Spindle Tap, that's T-A-P, SpindleTap.com. G'day sports fans, Sean from Platypus Brewing, located right here in Houston. We're very crafty here at Platypus Brewing, not your average brewery, but offering something for everyone and inviting you to join me for a few brews, some tasty grub, and very excited to announce our new liquor and craft cocktails with a full bar. Happy hour Tuesday to Friday, sports on the tellies, large covered patio, both family and dog friendly. 1902 Washington Avenue, just a stone's throw from downtown. Platypus Brewing, brewed with Texan heart and Australian soul. Platypus Brewing. It's time to get on the highway to Hemp Vodka. Highway Vodka, Texas's first hemp-based vodka and black-owned distillery, is already on the highway to Houston's best vodka. Trust me, I make it. I'm Cody Fuller, the lead distiller of Highway Vodka. Our award-winning vodka is made out of three simple ingredients, hemp, corn, and water. We distill it six times, keeping only the hearts of the run, meaning no hangovers. You can find Highway in all the major liquor stores. Get on the highway and find out more info at highwayvodka.com. Back for some more Drink of Ages Radio here on ESPN 97.5. <laughs> Waiting on Tom to open the can. Just, just staring at it. <laughs> I'm just, You're not even staring at me, just staring at the can. I'm staring at the can. Just uh, the, the, the sound, man. It's such a good sound. And so we're sitting here and they're, they're canning Professor Pills right now. So they brought out a six pack. It's the freshest of the fresh. The freshest of the fresh. We're Chris Jurgen is our guest. We're at Paradigm Brewing, and yeah, this Pilsner is it's just good, man. Thank you. It's just a very crushable, easy drinking beer. Uh, I'm sure, it's what you're going for. But what was uh, five and a half percent ABV? So got a little Texas on there, right about where you're just below that's where you shotgun this thing, I believe. Yes, sir. Yep, uh, that's right. Aim for the Texas. You can't go wrong. <laughs> there you go. Uh, listen, it pours great in, in, in this uh, mug. So there you go. So yeah. is, a, is, a, is a mug club, is it capped off? It is capped. Uh, we still have a few openings uh, left in there. I think, I don't know, I have to look. We got a couple of mugs left to sell. But, um, but yeah, we're capping it. It's, it's capped and it's capped for life. You know, so it's not a one-year renew, whatever. You are a lifetime member. Um, so, yeah. You didn't see that one coming that I was a member, John, did you? Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I saw that, and I'm like, man, how often do I really head this way <laughs> to, to, to make it, you know, somewhat, you know, I know that. Hey, every, clubs, every time you're making a trip out of town, boom. Like, there you go. Going to go come see Steve, boom. Yeah, yeah. Come see my grandma. There you go. There you go. Yep. Gam, gam, I'm coming. <laughs> but I got to stop by the brewery first. <laughs> uh, sounds like today. <laughs> the, uh, I'm a huge sucker uh, uh, for mug clubs. Remember uh, St. Arnold? I was in their first batch. Now they're, I think they're up to 270. 
I think they just opened twenty five more actually for uh, for, for Christmas. I don't know. They have they, they still have wall space, so they can keep on going. Um, and then uh, Valentin's has theirs, which John had. He was there this weekend. Yeah, that's the closest one to my house. So you know that one made a lot of sense to me, <laughs> since uh, it's just right by my house, and. Um, I I I you know their beers are really I, good. I love mug clubs. I th- I I think they're fantastic, uh, spe- especially the lifetime ones. I'm I always think of it like you know I haven't, I haven't hit forty yet. This brewery will be around like for this is the investment in the brewery that it'll be around a long time. Yeah, and I'll get my yeah. money's worth. You, you, know. you will definitely get your money's worth out of a mug club, but it's also just it's good for breweries, right? Because it, it's it's it. Yeah, on the value side for the brewery, it's like man, they get a little cash injection that might be needed for something in particular. You know, yeah, it's just like hey, we need to expand this, or we need to build this, or we need to pay for this. you know whatever it is. Like here's my club, so you're investing in the brewery when you do that, even though you're going to ultimately reap all the rewards yes. from it. And and so, some people will the will brewery reap. will lose money yes. because you have this. Yeah, so, some people will reap enough rewards where, where it'll be like you know, uh, we were talking about doing a mug club over at No Label, and one of the regulars was doing the math. And they're like they're like oh I don't know a thousand dollars I mean it'll be a lot of money blah blah blah. And, and then all of a sudden the wife was like hold on. No, honey, because if you think about it, if you come, blah, 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 you'll be making money in, in about a year and a half. Guys, guys, guys. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, we're supposed to pay you now? Hold on. <laughs> you know, time out. But, but the uh, Spindle Tap, you know, you guys just launched uh, yours, mm-hmm. and then yep. uh, Garen and I went on that train, too. But, like, you know, the personal thing about being in this industry being fans of this industry, in this industry, it's like Brody uh, uh, reached out and he was like, it was like a very beautiful, nice message of like, hey, thank you for all the support you've given over the years, but this all, this means uh, like a hell of a lot. You know, thank you and blah, blah, blah. We'll keep on drinking. But it was just, it's, it's a very nice sentiment because it's very real because at the end of the day, yeah, this is, a, this is the ultimate fan tool, <laughs> the mug, but it also, it's, uh, it's a huge, yeah. I mean, all that money goes to support the, these breweries that are local, employing people that are local, drinking. You know, it's all. Mm-hmm. It keeps it in the house. It's, it's just <laughs> crazy how like quick that wildfire went you know, like from Mo Clubs. I mean, I, th- I always thought it was a great idea. I love Mo Clubs. I know. Well. Dr- drinking Vegas Pub, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, no, I think it's great because it's when you when you're sitting at a bar and you look over and somebody's drinking out of something different. You're like, hey man, what are you drinking out of? Like, oh, I'm a member of the Mug Club, and there's like like this weird pride in that. You know, it's like, like man, I want to be one of those. <laughs> yeah. How do I do that? Yeah, it's it, it's funny. You know, some my in laws um, love them to death. They they bought into one, and then a few months later, like my father in law, all of a sudden he was like, well. Well, wait a minute. Is it? He's talking to my mother. He's like, "Is it mine or yours?" And she's like, "Well, it's ours." He's like, "No, I want my own beer." Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, Leanne has her and her has his, and it's you know, so it's it, it's fun. They have fun with it. You know, our, our mug club members have a lot of fun with that. Whenever I announced, I was I was like, "All right, fine. I'm going to do a mug club." People that like friends that don't even live in the state, they're like, "Oh man, let me get one." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no," because you're not going to use it. You know, it's just I want people to use this thing. That's the whole point of it. Well, yeah, so, so Yankee, they have their they have an annual mug club, and they just open their Montrose location, uh, and they have different. They, they have, it's a different mug club each location, but they were talking about how like you know ideally we want people in the neighborhood to 
have it or people who are fans to who are going to come here regularly and use these things. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. but here, I mean, this, this is like the founders, like I say, you're capping it. So there's only so many of them. And then once that's it, you're not getting that mug anymore. Yep. Congratulations, yeah. Tom Painter. Ah, man. What numbers are left? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to pull that up and look. The, uh, there's only a few, so hmm. hop on it now. So 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 it's awesome. They have a whole space. It's like, because I was, I was, when I got here, I was like, okay, where are these mugs? <laughs> I haven't been able to see them yet. And then, and then there's a whole space right behind the bar. So, like, if you're at the tap wall, uh, just walk around, and then and they're all in these kind of cabinets. Yeah. They're great. Thank you. I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should just grab Garrett's and drink out of it. <laughs> uh, that'd be good. Yeah. <clears throat> Professor Pills. Uh, Which is delicious. Let's see. I, man. I know, Muskrat, you've been drinking the IPA. It's wonderful. It's really good. <laughs> That's going to be the one that I uh, definitely have next. That was my plan for this one, but when you drop off fresh canned Pilsners, you got to drink that. Whenever yeah. someone says, I just canned this, it's just like, Ugh. Yeah, it literally came off the line. Uh. Yeah. It's hard to beat. Uh, the coffee lager. Did yeah. You say you have a coffee lager as well? a coffee well? lager, yes. All yeah, right. So that's exclusive here to the tap room. Um, so that beer is actually we took um, the blonde and filtered it and then took a bunch of coffee beans, made our own um, batch of brew, coffee brew here, and then injected that into the beer to make that coffee lager, right? And it was, we took a lot of great pains to find the right beans and, and we want it to be coffee, but not all coffee right we want it to still be a beer and so like you smell and you taste some coffee but you know you're drinking a beer but then the way it finishes you're like 6 a.m right when you have that first sip you're like oh god that coffee feels so good it's like yeah that's how the beer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um you know there's some coffee beers i have i'm like man that's 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 not a coffee beer that's just a hard coffee (laughs) right yeah it just it tastes more like coffee than anything yeah yeah, so we're a beer that we put coffee in. Yeah, that's what we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Are you guys working on anything in a barrel? Um, good question, yes. Um, we're looking to put some beers into wood here very first of the year. Okay. Yeah, so that way the goal was very first of the year, get some get some different beers into the barrel. Um, so about this time next year they're ready, and we can release those out for the An- holidays. Anniversary time. <laughs> anniversary time. Wait, which – I guess would be what last Wednesday or like or um, how, how are you doing? Are you doing it from? You guys will have because you guys have been in the market for a minute now. Yeah, so I guess that's that's yet to be determined, right? <laughs> um, we haven't. It's such the case with breweries. Yeah, <laughs> and it's you know things things happen so quick, right? So we've really tried to step back and embrace the moment, but there's been so many things, right, that you, you kind of lose track of. And someone asked me the other day, it's like, oh, what was your first brew in the brew house? I was like, I don't know, you yeah. know? So um, you got to go back and kind of look at those things. But um, It was four in one day. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but November, December-ish, you know, I think we'll do some kind of anniversary party. We'll have some cool barrel release stuff for that. November, December. Just like <laughs> just like just like everyone else. Yep. <laughs> it's anniversary season. This is what that is. Well and it's funny contracts are like, oh we're building a brewery in the middle of summer. I was like, I guess that's the thing, right? You install equipment in the heat of the day and then, you know, you got beer ready in November, so yeah. Yep. Now it's um 
It's a lot of event space out here. So you guys have anything planned coming up? Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to get through the holidays. Uh, and then again, we're going to look at doing some live music venues. Um, we definitely want to do some very interactive things with kids. Cause again, we're very family friendly, family focused. Um, I think between, uh, myself, my partner, Josh, my partner, Craig, we've got eight kids between three couples. So we're definitely outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very kid focused and we want to do some things out here for, for families and, yeah, we got some plans as we as we kind of move into the summertime. I mean, you're a week old right now, so I'm not really expecting. What's a whole, within like, a week? Okay, let's get yeah. you the barrels you're releasing. Yeah, later. let's get the barrels releasing. What's all your anniversary plans for about a year from now? Uh, uh, <laughs> like, where, where's a carnival? Right? <laughs> it should be. Where's a carnival? No, not yet. I I, I don't know, man. I, I see like the, this next year. See, see a lot of, a lot of really, yeah, being really good for you guys, and and actually, like, like Tom was talking about earlier, just just the growth of this place is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we're excited for it. I mean, I mean, I mean if this is where it starts, you know, who knows where where it's going? Because because some breweries start with just the bar, and then like we're getting tables in a couple of months, you know, and then yeah, but, but you guys got a good base. But the outside area, I mean, I, I see this as what's well, going to be completely different. Yep. Do do a case study, John. We come back here in six months, <laughs> and then we come back here in a year. Yeah. Once a month, Tom. Once a month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once sorry, a month. sorry, sorry, You don't want to be overwhelmed with the changes. <laughs> you know, it, is, it, it needs is, to be increments. Increments. Come in and, yeah. Also, try the beers. You know, just check, the, check on the beers. I like it. Yeah, no, that's a good spot. Um the let's see what else you have you had you said you had the porters yep so you got two yeah, different so porters got two different porters one of them is uh definitely coffee forward um not a coffee addition to that it was all about the malt um we use this really cool malt from simpsons um that we like that brought all this coffee flavor out for that beer and then the other one is really inspired by uh an english chocolate right so it's an orange chocolate um so we really try to bring out some some dark chocolate notes, again, all malt-driven. Uh, use some real orange juice, some real orange citrus. And uh, it's the orange is there, right? It's not the start of the show, which it wasn't supposed to be, if you're eating that like very traditional uh, English chocolate. And we're really, really pleased on how that one came out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Tom, are you pouring flights? <laughs> uh, you were yeah. back there pouring a minute very, ago. Very, very <laughs> foamy flights. I can do it, guys. <laughs> Because yeah, definitely need to try some of these others before uh, before we leave here. This pilsner's delicious. This um, so I've had it twice today now. This one, the can is fantastic. It's so refreshing. It's almost gone. Yeah, Professor <laughs> Professor Pills, and this is one that you're definitely putting out on the market. You can find it at HEBs. H- yeah, it's out in HEBs. It's on draft um, at a handful of locations as well. Yeah, yeah. Really proud of that beer. You know, it's 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 you one of those be. one that just Right when you do everything right, and you take a hard style, it's a very hard style to, to get right. And when you do it right, it's just it's amazing. So, what was the the first place you went and you had a pint of your own beer? Ooh, good question. Um, it was actually the Brickhouse Tavern on two forty nine. Um, we walked in there. I think we had two handles on, and it it was surreal. It was surreal walking in. I saw our tap handle. I ordered my own beer. They poured a pint and I tasted it and I was just like, wow, yeah, we did it. You know, we, 
years of planning and, and execution and sleepless nights and, and not knowing if we were going to make it. And then you do it and you're like, wow, it's just, it was overwhelming. And having, having a, you know, a spouse that is also probably as passionate and as enthused as you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that also had to be pretty cool for every, like the whole family. Just. It was, it really was. Yeah. And you know, my, my whole family has been supportive. Uh, again, I, I don't want to leave out, you know, Josh and Craig and their families and, and what all of us have sacrificed, you know, and if, if I could shout out to anybody, it'd be our wives, the three of our wives, you know, they've, they've put up with, Nights where you know we were out late trying to you figure this always, out. And, hey, hey, always, always lead off with. I'm just gonna shout out to my wife first. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is not a this is in all sincerity. You know, our our wives have supported us as we've gone through this and and if 120 hour weeks and sleepless nights and all of that. And it's you know we made it we made it come true and we did it for our families and and we're really pleased with what we put together. Yeah, definitely. Now that's pretty fun, man. So. <clears throat> the hours here Wednesday through Sunday yes all yeah. right yeah open at 11 for lunch um we are till 9 p.m and on Fridays and Saturdays open till 10 all right Paradigm Brewery uh look them up they're not too far from anywhere you know it's just it's a small away from everywhere it's a small away a small away you should make a shirt yeah, <laughs> Paradigm Brewing Company. Also, speaking of, speaking of merch, I just gotta say, I mean, no one can really see this, but like that hat that you're wearing, yeah, it's a good looking hat. It's, it's been catching my eye this entire it's show. It's a really good looking <laughs> hat. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good branding too. I mean, like, like yeah. the logo and all that stuff, man. I mean, you guys, you guys do it right. It looks really good. Um, beers are good, so I would imagine that ten years from now we'll be celebrating, you know, big anniversary. Having a good time out here. Can't wait for it. Awesome. Yeah, I can't either. All right. Well, Chris, thanks for letting us uh, come set up and hang out with you. Thanks for all the beers, especially. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm glad you guys came out and uh, look forward to seeing you guys in the future. All right. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to Drink of Ages and various uh, shady Shark places shady. on the internet. Shadier the better, really. Well, <laughs> then you get the better stuff, right? Yeah. You get the bonus feed. I mean, you might have tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you, you you get that raw Kevin experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody's looking for. That raw Kevin experience. <laughs> All right, next week uh, we're gonna be out in Vegas doing a show from out there, so it should be <laughs> pretty exciting. Uh, uh, tune in to find out where we end up. <laughs> <laughs> tune in, tune in. All right, we're gonna go ahead and let's, let's just end this one now before I guess it falls off. But uh, appreciate everybody listening. Everybody be safe, and we'll talk to everyone next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.